What's good, everybody? Welcome into the Bigger versus the People podcast, where we are going to talk about day one of the NFL draft. Surprises. Really no surprises. Some issues with a lot of teams who did their picks and more. So we are live during day two of the draft right now. So when we do see surprises during day two, definitely we're going to talk about it. We have people jumping in and out. I'm connected to Clubhouse right now. So anybody that comes in and wants to get their opinion, drop on in. If you guys do want to follow me on Clubhouse right now, just look for Irvin Payne, the main entrepreneur. Go ahead and give me a follow. Don't forget to add the Facebook page, Big Irv versus the People, where we do a lot of discussions. I'm the devil's advocate on a lot of things on that site. So don't take it personal. So let's run through day one of the draft. Obviously, the first two picks were basically going to be well-known. Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. No surprise there. The biggest surprise so far, in my opinion, was the Detroit Lions. I think that, well, the Detroit Lions had to protect their new quarterback, Jared Goff. In my opinion, you kind of had to give him some weapons. You got two future Pro Bowlers, the center and left tackle, that's already signed. You you basically dra- drafted a high offensive tackle who probably will be playing the left, the right side. Rarely do you see a high draft pick that high go to the right side of the line, but he was a great offensive lineman when he was at Oregon. Talking about Panay Sewell. All right, Philadelphia Eagles are on the clock right now. So for the clubhouse and for this podcast, we're just going to be going for an hour. I'm going to do an hour for the second round and then an hour for the third round. See, Eagles are on the clock. The pick is in. Still waiting on that. The pick is in, but of course they're not telling us nobody. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, so um, I'm 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 sitting here looking at uh, oh Mike Golick is releasing the pick. I'm sitting here looking at yesterday's draft of day ones. Carolina drafted a corner, J.C. Horn. I like that pick. Denver drafted Patrick Satan the second, which I think nobody. <laughs> Nobody thought would happen. I think everybody thought they was going to draft Devontae Smith be- to pair up with Jerry Judy. So when they drafted Pat, Pat Sertan the second, actually, I like that pick for multiple reasons, but, you know, since I'm a Washington fan. <laughs> but um, with that pick, it allowed Dallas to fall back out of the 10th spot because I think they were waiting to pick up a corner to team up with uh, Diggs on the other side. Okay, so Alabama drafted Landon Dickinson, Dickerson, which is interesting because is it? Do they still have Jason Kelsey, or did he retire or something? I don't know. But 
Dickerson, Dickerson is a, a solid pick right there for the Eagles. Because even if he doesn't play center, you know, you still have a, a good interior lineman. All right, going back to day one. I think Justin Fields going to Chicago was a great fit for him. He went he went late to 11. But, you know, Chicago got Andy Dalton, and they still got Nick Foles on the book. So you can uh, kind of scratch to the fact that Justin Fields probably is going to sit in very soon. Oh, wow. Okay, so when he was at Alabama, he played center and right guard before he transferred from Florida State, where he played left tackle, left guard, and right tackle. So so this guy's played everywhere on the offensive line. <laughs> Interesting. So Eagles got a good one. Much as I hate it because he's in <laughs> the Eagles are in our division. All right, let's go back to day one again. Mika Parsons went to the Cowboys. I think that was a great pick when since they're losing uh, Sean Lee. Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. Highly rated offensive tackle. Don't know much about him. Elijah Vera Tucker from USC goes to the Jets. Sorry, I got some idiots that like to speed up. <laughs> speed up through the light past my house. Until they get to that speed camera that's on the other side of the hill. Good luck, guys. Because DC, <laughs> DC uh, driving tickets are not cheap. All right, the Patriots just traded to the for the Bengals pick, so their pick is in. Let's see, Mac Jones going to New England. So everybody said Mac Jones was going top three. Kill yourself because it ain't happening. Now that's interesting. Mac Jones last year at this time, Mac Jones was a a fifth to seventh round quarterback, and this year he became a top three prospect. Me personally, I think that has to be the dumbest thing in my life. How do you become a guy who who's barely on people's draft boards to a guy that's a top five pick in one year? And it just and it just so happened that this year is a very interesting year with COVID. So with Mac Jones at Alabama. And the Patriots just pick another Alabama player just going off the board. D- defensive tackle Christian Barmore. He's a big in. 6'5", 3'10", on the defensive line. So we know what, what uh, old boy is doing up there in the Northeast. He doesn't look explosive on these videos that they're showing. You know, when you look at the Alabama guys, it's some crazy explosion. Okay, this is going to be interesting. I'd like to see what he's going to do in New England. He does have a lot of power, but he's just, he looks like he's just another guy. I don't know. He doesn't look like a second-round pick to me. But I guess because you went to Alabama. Anyway, with Mac Jones. Mac Jones is going to be interesting. He's going to be a year behind Cam Newton. Or however long Cam Newton is going to be in New England. 
I, I don't see Mac Jones <laughs> doing anything in the league. Look at look at the wide receiver talent that he had at Alabama, and then you look at the wide receiver talent that he's going to have in New England. <laughs> you legit had in the last two years what four or five wide receivers that's gone top fifteen in the draft. I mean that that just lets you know the type of talent that he had to throw to. I mean that's insane. Okay, we got a trade. So now this is the Bears pick. They got that from New England. New England. They got it from the Carolina Panthers. The Bears need a lot right now. Okay, so in my opinion, Mac Jones is just another guy. I, I don't see anything. They try to compare him to Brady. All right, as we go down the list, Xavier Collins from Tulsa. Xavier Collins has been on people's eyes for for a while, so I understand that one. Alex Leatherwood goes to the the re. Okay, the Bears picked up a tackle. It's a nice little row of tackles and offensive line, offensive and decent defensive linemen going off the board right now. Damn. See, that's that's a mean streak right there. Good God. Mm, I like this guy. Oh, my word. Okay, the Bears got a good one on the line. And then on the right side, he's eating these guys alive. Mm, I like that guy. Okay, I'm going to keep my eyes on Tevin Jenkins. Goodness gracious. I like that. You get a, you get an offensive lineman with a mean streak like that. Like they say here in uh, in Washington, you got to get you a guy that got a mean streak, a guy that's a bull, a guy that don't mind sweating and smelling like baloney. That's what that guy looks like. I don't like that last comment, but that's what they be saying on the radio. So, you know. All right, so let's go back to day one on the recap. You got Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips from Miami, who's an edge rusher. Very interesting. So Jalen Phillips, edge rusher out of Miami. Solid pickup. Didn't jump off the screen for me. And you And you hate getting those type of guys that don't jump out on the screen on you. But that's why I don't get paid the big bucks. I'm just a guy who uh, who likes to look at tape, who likes to look at sports, who likes to analyze and overanalyze things. And then we get to my team, the Washington football team, who got Jamin Davis, who runs a sub-4-4-40 at middle linebacker. And we all know how Ron Rivera feels about his linebackers. You got to be fast. You got to be quick. You got to be able to cover all over the field. Excuse me as I drink my water. The guys, is that net? The guys that's coming in and out of his defensive 
Sorry, they got the army doing the picks for the Atlanta Falcons right now. Excuse me. It's all the military. Interesting. Okay. So back to watch this pick. I, I like the pick. He's probably going to play weak side first year and then transfer over to the middle linebacker if uh, Bostic doesn't come back. But uh, let's just say the linebackers have a lot of speed with Holcomb, Bostic, and and uh, and Hudson currently. And when you add in Jamin Davis, I think they got a nice little rotation at linebacker right now to go along with the uh, the new acquisition at corner, Jackson, to go with the defensive lineman who's playing, who played out of their mind last year. And if Landon Collins could step in with Curl and Reeves at the safety and, and basically play a nice little excuse me, blitz rotation for those guys who, who played amazing in the final few games of the season last year, Washington defense is pretty much in good shape. Now, I've been hearing words that Landon Collins is not going to necessarily play safety next year. He's going to play like a, a roaming, a roaming linebacker-ish type player, which best fits his skill set because he's not a good cover guy. But he can play the run. He can play the mid. And he's a, he's a good position to check tight ends in this league right now. So it's, it's going to be interesting how uh, Jack Del Rio schemes up that defense. All right, we're uh, we're about 15 minutes into the podcast. Appreciate everybody joining in. Appreciate everybody that's checking me out on Spotify and all streaming platforms for the podcast. Once again, go ahead and follow that page on uh, Facebook, Big Irv versus the People. Tuesdays, we got straight from the hip. This week, we're going to be talking about a whole lot of things. And, of course, that recap of the draft. So you'll hear a lot of things that I'm saying here today, plus more. So we're just going to have fun with that. All right, so let's go back to day one of the draft. You got the Giants pick after Washington. Kadarius Tony, a wide receiver. Now, Kadarius Tony, a wide receiver for Florida, is a very interesting pick. The Giants wanted a wide receiver, and I think they thought Devontae Smith would fall into their hands. Basically, where everything rolled, because... The Giants originally picked 11th, and then they moved back to 20 after the whole craziness went on. Because I think if Dallas didn't trade their 10th pick to Philly, the madness wouldn't have went on. So let's, 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 let's backtrack. So when the Panthers and the Broncos both drafted corners, Dallas believed when that 8th pick came up and they seen Denver in front of them, one of those corners was going to fall to him. So, of course, when it didn't happen, they jumped ship and gave the pick to, to Philly, who initially had the 12th pick in front of the Giants. So, <laughs> when the 10th pick came up for Dallas, and they realized that they basically knew they wasn't going to draft a wide receiver after getting C.D. Lamb last year. The funniest thing happened during the draft. Dallas Cowboys traded to an in-division rival. Never does that happen. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. So, Philly jumped, jumped up and drafted Devontae Smith. 
basically ruining everything that the Giants planned at the 11th, at the 11th spot. So they panicked. They traded out to the 20th spot and, and uh, gave it to Chicago so they can get Justin Fields, which was an amazing trade for the Giants so they can add more to the team. Dallas moved back to the 12th spot, picked up a linebacker, which was a thing in need because that defense was doo-doo sauce last year. Charles, Charles, what's good? What's good, bro? Chilling about to get a baby a bath. Hey, how you feel about the draft on the low? Um, so basically, I'm looking at it right now, going through day one. Yeah. I, I think everything outside of, I know, eight and nine, both of them picking corners, which basically ruined what Dallas wanted to do. I'm pretty pleased. I think, I think. I think it was pick. Uh, what pick was it? Was it early? Was it late? I think we lost him. Charles is gone. He lost him. He's on mute. Let's see. Um... Yeah, so the Giants ended up falling back to the 20th spot, picking up Kadarius Tony, which is a thing in need that they needed. They needed a wide receiver. They thought they was gonna get <laughs> they thought they was gonna get Devontae Smith. They thought he was gonna fall right to the lap, but Tony is a good pick for him. It's an interesting pick, but Tony is a good pick, man. Tony basically gave hey, for, My what, fault, bro. My bad. Um my girl had caught me. Um straight. But um what I was saying was is um pick number Patrick Sertan the second? Yeah. That's the one, because I ain't trying to be funny, but Horn, like, he, he ain't really, he won't really hit. It's, even though he'll look, because uh, Black was talking about it, he was like, man, he's bigger. You know what I'm saying? He's a little bit bigger, a little bit, way a little bit more. I'm like, yeah, I get that. But sometimes, like, having that ability of your father, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah means a little bit more than size just like with Devontae Smith I ain't gonna lie I had I was watching I watched the draft it was me black got it all them you know Sammy's all in the party he's watching the draft and I couldn't stop laughing as soon as um the Eagles traded up to get right in front of the Giants everybody was like bro they about to pick Devontae Smith and watch what the Giants did as soon as they picked Devontae Smith the Giants was like yeah we traded back we don't need none of this shit and I was like yeah that's it but it, but it was funny because after uh, J.C. Horn and Sertan went off the board, I was like, yep, Dallas is screwed because they thought one of them was going to fall to him. Yeah, but I think I think they still, on the low, I think they won still because they got the best linebacker in the draft. I understand, but you, you, they, I think they wanted to make sure, good God, I think they wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, both the corners were straight. I think they wanted to get one of the linebackers that was going to be one of the top in the second half of the the, uh, the second round. I agree with that. Because uh, because they because they, they moved back a couple times already right now. Yeah. So See, my thing is, I, I I don't think that was a plan to pick up old boy, but if you had to pick a linebacker, pick the best one. Um, who that dude? They talking about um, cause you know the dude that we got uh, what is it, Jamie Davis? Yeah, Jamin Davis. Jamin Davis, but who is uh? 
and this is my fault for not keeping up with college linebackers. Who is Joke? J-O-K? Who that? For, I'm trying to think. He got drafted yesterday, right? All I know is he a linebacker. He didn't get drafted yesterday, right? Because it's a, it's a couple guys. I'm trying to remember. Because it's a couple guys that uh that I seen that did not get drafted. That surprised me. Do you feel that Devontae Smith fell hard as hell? Yeah, but I I think it was mostly talk. So this is this is one thing I do like about the draft. It's a it's a mind game. So I I think. Guys like him, and even uh, the guy that we picked up, kind of like fell because of word of mouth. And okay. we got a string of linemen just going, let's <laughs> go with berserk right here. The second round. Yeah, because I think that um, whole time, besides the two that already went, because um, you know in the first round they picked up um, a couple of linemen. Somebody, uh, the, the Dolphins picked up one. They just picked up another. Yeah, but see, my thing is, is I feel like that's oh wait, what in the world? I'm looking for maybe I need to go to a different website. Um, I'm looking for best available right now, and where I'm at is not giving me no type of information. Mel Kuyper's um, I ain't listening to that fool. But his best available was right though. Like he had um Nah, every every year let me tell you something about yeah, Mel Kuyper. Yeah, every, yeah, but the thing though is not every year he do he be right, but this year he was right. Like, I ain't gonna lie. I know Waddle, you know, uh Waddle was quote unquote the better receiver. Listen, man. But Waddle to me, Waddle is the best receiver in this draft. I don't think he better than Devontae. I'm. You gotta look at some game tape, brother. This nah, this not, man is a problem. The I don't think better than Devontae is because I think that Devontae. I think the problem is everybody looking at Devontae, and the reason why he dropped is because of his weight. Like, oh, he's small. He's small. No, he's small. That's garbage. But that's why. That's why a lot of people didn't want him. Like I asked Black, say, how you think about Devontae Smith? Oh, he's small, bro. He's small. I was like, but bro, he just. See, I, was like, I agree. I agree with other people thinking this way, but. Between me and you, who who are the top receivers in the league? All small motherfuckers. Nah. Uh, I mean, out of out of the top five, two of them are small. Yeah, facts. How big is Devontae Adams? Uh, Devontae Adams is six foot, six one, six is foot. He? I know Tyreek is tiny. Tyreek is small. Um. But see, they talking about weight. They talking about because he don't weigh a lot, like. The, like they was, they was doing stuff like this. They was like, "Oh, bro, wait until he go against Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey gonna lock him up." I'm like, yeah, right. time, I'm like, whole time he was killing Patrick Sertan in the, he was killing him in the uh, in practice, and he was killing all of the corners in the in 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 the um in the football league when they was in um high school, I mean college, and they was like, "Yeah, but he about to go against NFL players." I'm like, I mean, I agree. So but this is my thing though. How many times has Nick Saban made mistakes? Not even trying to be funny. So that's different. How many, great, 
how many great Alabama players, I'm talking about great Alabama players, Heisman winning Alabama players, have came out and been complete garbage? Trent Richardson. One. I mean, how many, how many Heisman players are they? <laughs> but no, I, but like, no, I see what you mean, though. Because I, I watched the Shannon Sharp interview, right? Yeah. Shannon Sharp was like, uh, so so what happened with you and Saban? And he was like, bro, the way I got on at Alabama is um, his coach took him out there and had him work out with the team. And Nick was like, yeah, he's too small. Gain some weight and come back. And his coach was like, bro, you're never going to gain weight, so just keep going. And they just kept going until Nick Saban was like, there's no way possible I can keep telling this kid no because somebody else is going to get him, and his weight doesn't matter. He's frying everybody. Yeah. And and then, see, that's the thing. Like, I can't argue with that. That's That's the perfect – that's the perfect explanation to why, especially with these type of sports – you have to go with your best fit and not the best fit, if that makes any sense. Like, a lot, the some of the best middle linebackers that ever played football were small guys. Why they continuously want to have this prototypical 6'3", 6'4", middle linebacker that can do this and that. But you had guys like Ray Lewis, who was 5'11", Brian Erlacher, who was 6 feet even, uh... Uh, Bowman for San Francisco, who was six one, like these these like middle of the road, smallish type of guys were were some of the best players that you can have. Like uh, to me, a lot of the tall guys and the big successful guys, they're good, but longevity you usually don't see it. Correct. Like, then, um, like, look at A.J. Green right now. He had, like, a nice little six-year, four-year, five-year span. Now, all of a sudden, he's a journeyman. Facts. Hey, bro, hold on real quick. Give me one second. Hold on. All right, you good. Got them babies kicking. All right, we got a safety off the board. Going to the L.A. L.V. Can't say L.A. L.V. Trayvon Morick from TCU. I ain't seen much of TCU this year. Finally got a big, another Big Twelve school going off the board. The first couple was offensive linemen, but it, I'm looking at the board right now, and I see that Dallas got their pick in. I think it's going to be Asante Samuel Jr. They need a corner, which sucks for me because I wanted him to fall. But we shall, we shall see. So Trayvon Moore just went off the board. So that's another top player off. Let's see. LSU still has a couple of receivers on the board. I like Terrence Marshall Jr. Jabril Cox and middle linebacker is going to be solid. It's a bunch of names on this best available that I didn't like. But see, yeah, my fault. My bad. I'm back. Uh, you straight. Facts, but I 100% agree with you because I think the problem is is that people get a a glimpse of like people forget about evolution if you ask me I think people just forget that evolution is a real thing and that if you keep going no nah, everybody gotta be six foot two six foot three 220 two they all gotta be this size yeah 
But then when the smaller kid comes and goes, y'all do know what leverage is, right? There's, I'm not even trying to be funny. Besides Aaron Donald's work ethic, he is not the biggest D-lineman we've ever seen. Exactly. He is extremely short for D-lineman. Exactly. But what is the one thing that you are taught as football players? Leverage is everything. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you want a short D-lineman? Because he has the best leverage in the world. Exactly. But John Randall. Okay, never mind. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. John Randall came, and instead of people going, we need more John Randalls, they was like, I don't care that he went to the Hall of Fame, and I don't care that he was probably one of the best D-linemen of all time. We need to go get a dude that's 6'6", six, 6'4". Six, mm -hmm. six, and I'm like, but why would you forget about evolution? Yeah. There's a reason John Randall's so good. Even Aaron Donald, think about it. There's still people going, he's small. I don't <laughs> want a D-lineman his size. But why not? Exactly. He has the ultimate leverage. Uh oh. How do you get underneath somebody like how do you get underneath somebody smaller than you? Yeah. Especially smaller, stronger, and has quickness. Exactly. Like I could understand like with uh what's his name? Um with the linebacker we got. Uh people were talking about um they're like, Well, you know, he got really long arms, he makes a lot of tackles, he can also cover a little bit. Um, it was like the only problem that they see is he's not really a pass rusher. He's a run stopper. He don't really have pass rush moves. And I'm like, to be honest, I don't think that he would have pass rush moves. His arms are long as crap. Like, who can he, how can he get off of anybody? Like, they just going to grab by his arms. Pretty much. All right, Drew Pearson don't say what the freaking draft pick is so he can get off the stage. See, this is why I don't like the Cowboys. All right, who's Cowboy getting? Oh, they didn't get Samuel? Ooh. Wait, Asante Samuel is still on the board? Yeah, they got Kelvin Joseph from Kentucky. I like that pick. I hate, I hate it. I hate it, but I like it, man. Let me tell you something about this Kelvin Joseph guy. The boy is a problem. And he got burners. Is he a wide receiver? He's a corner. Corner? I, I wanted him to fall to us. I wanted Patrick Sertan the second. Nah, I knew I, we was not getting him. We could have moved up for him, bro. Nah, nah. When you look at what people gave up for him, right? Oh, what people mm. gave up to move up, it wasn't a lot. People weren't giving up crazy amounts to move up. Right. We could have moved up for him. Damn, I wanted Kelvin Joseph to fall to us, man. God damn. That hurt. I'll take a something to say. No, he ain't got the foot speed. Apparently. You never know. Cause cause I, I started paying attention to Joseph when he was at LSU. And uh once he transferred out, he showed out at Kentucky. The only thing is Kentucky sucked. But he came off the board. <laughs> I mean he came off the screen every time you watch the game though. But then we wait, they Davis came from Kentucky too. Yes. Yeah. Kentucky, Kentucky's strictly defense, man. If their offense was better, Kentucky would be a problem in the SEC, but they, they just don't have no offense. If wishes were fishes, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. But I, I understand, though. I get what you're saying. Um, let me see if I can share this clubhouse thing. Cause I know it's a bunch of people on my Twitter that don't want to talk about the draft. Yeah, I didn't share it out, so, too. Let me ask you this. What's who up? do you think won the draft so far? If you go first round only, who won in the first round? Um, 
Hold on, let me let me look, let me pull up the board one more time, and I can tell you. But we know it's always a winner. Yeah. To be honest, I think Atlanta lost. Atlanta? I forgot who Atlanta picked. They got Kyle Pitts. I don't think they won. I don't know. The only the only thing I don't like is the fact that you know tight ends don't go that high. But this guy's he's something. You, you want to know why I think they lost? Why? So what was their defensive rank last year at anything? I, I understand. So why wouldn't you take defensive help? I said the same thing about I, Dallas in last year's in last year's draft. You, you have. Need de- you have a strong point. But uh I, I don't know. Like, I feel like since uh, I feel like Cincinnati lost. They took Jamar Chase. I feel like they lost. Who who Jamar Chase got where? Oh uh, with, with, the, with the Cincinnati? No, that's yeah. that's a good pick. No, it's not. That's a good pick. You want me to tell you why it's not? Why is that? TikTok told me why it's not, boy. Hey, man, kill, like, kill yourself. Look, TikTok made this video, right? And it was like Jamar Chase getting open for a touchdown. And it's like showing one of his LSU highlights of him, like, catching the ball. Yeah. And it's like Joe Burrow because they didn't go offensive line. And it's him getting destroyed like he did all last year. He was literally the most sacked quarterback last year. He almost got sacked 52 times. I understand. O-line help. They that that was one of the they picking right now. They already picked an office alignment. Nah, man. That's what that's what I'm trying to tell you. The first round in this year's draft was not suited for office alignment, man. I don't believe so, bro. I feel like that office alignment that board, the uh, tackle from what's he from Oregon? Yeah, uh, no. No, no, look, no. I, no. I, I like this dude, but he's definitely gonna be a guard. Time out. I'm talking about the dude that blocked Chase Young one-on-one. Ain't nobody blocked Chase Young one-on-one. P.S. Look at all his... When they when that dude got drafted off the board, all of his highlights was of him destroying Chase Young one-on-one. Look it up, bro. Ohio State played them, and he destroyed Chase. Bad. It left tackle. Destroyed him. Miami ended up picking him up to block for Tua. Whether he a guard or a tackle, that boy destroyed Chase Young. And I'm like, you're going to take the dude. First of all, Joe Barrow got injured by Chase Young last year. Why would you not want somebody that it destroyed him in college at least? Because, <laughs> bro, when I was looking at it, I, I wish I was lying to you. I was looking at it, right? And I was looking at the highlights. And I was like, man, who is he blocking on Ohio State? I was like, that can't be who I think it is. Bro, that jump was like, number two. And then he blocked him so bad that Chase fell. And he fell on top of him. And I seen the young on the back of his jersey. And I was like, why didn't he go first in the draft? Period. <laughs> I was like, why didn't he, like, what? <laughs> I was like, yo, that dude's a problem. He, he. The whole and then they, and then uh, the dude McBooger even talked about it. He was like, "I'm gonna say McBooger." Um, <laughs> what boy name is Booger? Whatever that. Boy I know you talking is. about. Yeah. <laughs> they call him McBooger. Boogie, 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 whatever. They was like, uh, he was like, he was like, this guy blocked Chase Young one on one, no slide help, one on one, and destroyed him. I like this pick. 
Okay, the Bengals got the tackle from from Clemson. You didn't, yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. You'll see. This is uh, the guy, a six five, three twenty guy, who can move his feet. Yeah, no, they're fine. <laughs> they are okay. You know his name? I like I like this guy when he was in Clemson. Ain't nobody touched Trevor Lawrence on this side. What's that dude? Hold on, wait, let me see. Yeah, this, this this is one of those office alignment that should have went first round. What was his name? Sewell. Okay. Yeah. I, Cincinnati's fine. <laughs> they just drafted a guy who gave up six sacks his entire career. Yeah, and Sewell didn't give up anything but two pressures his entire career. Yeah, all right. I'm telling you, bro. I wish, I like I said, I wish I was joking. But you want to know how I know I'm not joking? You can't even find the game that Chase Young played against Oregon. You can't find highlights of it. If you type in Chase Young against Oregon, it don't pop up because he ain't doing nothing. Now you just look up Panay Sewell. And yeah, when I type in his name, he, it's a whole lot of people getting destroyed. But see, the, the only issue is you got guys on the offensive line in Detroit who are perennial all pros at that position. Did he go to Detroit or did he go to? He went to Detroit. They already got they already got a long term left tackle who, who who doesn't give up sacks. Their their issue was the right side of that line. Even when they played Washington, like guys were just eating alive on that right side. And then you draft a guy who's pretty much great on the left side, and then you got an all-pro that's a, that's a great on the left side. So, unless, and, and like a lot of people tell me, <laughs> it's it's not that particularly easy to adjust to the other side of the line. Yeah, because you got to, it's, it's different types. I, I didn't understand that. Because I always thought, you know, you just use the technique in reverse. Nope. Muscle memory. Yep. I don't know, man. I'm I'm looking at this first first round. J.C. Horn to Carolina was solid. And they it seemed like they always draft first round Carolina, whether it's north, south, or whatever. Passerton to Denver, they definitely needed a corner to go on the other side. Devontae Smith going to Philly. They have no weapons in Philly. Justin Fields to Chicago. He'll be starting before halfway through the season. Um, I think that uh, I think I actually think that um, Devontae Smith, even though they don't have any weapons, I feel like Hurts and them, I think that might be a problem. Okay. Because this is my thing. Who did the Washington football team, what weapons did we have on offense? On offense? Yeah, what weapons did we have? McLaurin, Logan, uh, Logan Thomas, mm-hmm. Gibson. Yeah. 
And who else? McKissick? Gibson was Gibson's not trying to be funny, but Dama doesn't. We could we could find a million Gibsons. Nah, I don't know, brother. You got a guy that had over a thousand yards rushing. Plus also is able to catch the ball out of the backfield because he played wide receiver. But you gotta remember we had the Gibson already. Um what was it, what was Buddy's name? Um I hate if I can't remember his name. You talking about the running back? Remember, yeah, remember our third down wide receiver we always had for the longest and then we finally let him go? Oh, you're not talking about from last year's team. No, not necessarily from last year's team, but I mean like um who was it? Who was the dude that we always had? Remember I when we played Madden, I always used to use him. We had him at third, he was our third down running back. He had the best hands on the team. It was before all of them got there. It was uh was it with Alfred Morris? I'm trying to remember. Not 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 uh not not um and I ain't talking about um what's his name either. Not uh not Shimaja. Damn. Sante Samuel went to the Chargers. Ew, disgusting. Dermot James or Sante Samuel? Damn. Um, so, looks like Washington won't be drafting a corner in, in the next yeah, three picks. We, but I don't think we need one on the low. We got William Jackson the third, man. I understand. We didn't cut, Fabi- we cut Fabian Moreau. Mar- Fabian Moreau went to the Falcons. Disgusting. You still got Jimmy. They like Jimmy. We still got Acpe. Acpe's gone, brother. No, he ain't. He's gone. When they let him go? His contract is up. They're going to resign him. He's gone. They would have been resigning. You know what hurt Acme? Jeremy Reeves. I know, but we got to get Acme back, man, because... Nah, you, you, that, you thinking in Madden terms. He that Madden. I'm going to pick his ass. Is he signed to anybody? I don't think so. I'm going to pick his ass up in free agency. Like, he's on the roster right now, but he's go, he's gone. They gave him a shot last year, and he 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 didn't help his case. We'll see. I think that... um. Oh, you know who lost the draft? The Patriots. Who? By getting Mac Jones? Yes. Why, you don't think Mac Jones is that good? Man, please. The second, the second they started boosting him up, saying that he was going to go... All right, before the season started, he was fourth, fifth, maybe sixth round quarterback. Mm-hmm. As the season kept going, it's possible third round, possible second round, up until right before the draft, and all of a sudden he was a possible top three pick. And I was like, yeah, something ain't right. But you look at the tape. The throws was late. The arm, The arm strength ain't there. And the guys he's throwing to is getting wide open as soon as they take the first step. Especially when, when you look at the tape with him and Waddle. Waddle was just gone from the corner after his second step off the line. But see, all right, so this is what gets, this is, and this is what me and Black was talking about. I don't think that it's right that we penalize great players for going to great teams. I, I understand that. But when because you get... But let me ask you. Let me ask you a question because I know I kind of feel like I know where it's going, even though I don't know where it's going. Yeah. When you when you look at quarterbacks from these top schools, how many are really successful when they get to the league? I mean, to be honest, a lot of them are actually successful. 
this very rare. Like I bet I bet you can't name two or three starters in the league right now that had more than two receive that had two or less. Oh, let me rephrase. You probably can't name two quarterbacks that's in the NFL right now that when they played in college they didn't have two first round wide receivers. That okay, wait, wait. When they were in college, they had they so when they were in college and they got drafted, or the receivers got drafted at all. Right. The receiver, there was two number one draft pick receivers. Correct. There's one through, um, I could give you one. But it's still kind of early in his career. I say Burrow, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the easiest one. Joe but, Burrow because LSU. But um, but can you name another? What team did Maddie Ice play for? Mass, uh, Matt uh, Matt Ryan. Yeah. Boston College. Never mind. That's, that's uh-huh. no brainer. Exactly. Nobody come out of. Like you can look at Tua, but Tua ain't really showed nothing in the league yet. Yeah, because you got Tua from Bama. Uh, I mean Brady at Michigan. While he was at Michigan, they they wasn't really wide receiver heavy. Yeah. But on the same, but on the same note, though, like yeah, keep on drafting them off his line. But on the same note, my problem that that I've always noticed is like. So me and Black, we were talking about DK Metcalf, right? Yeah. Because I said, I was like, I don't like I just said to you, I don't think it's fair that we penalize good players for going to great teams. Because um, people are saying like, okay, oh Devontae Smith, not the truth. Well, why not? Man, look at all the he had so many weapons around him, they couldn't double team him. Okay, cool. Um, so why is DK Metcalf good? And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, yeah, why is he good? Because he went to Mississippi State. Right. And no, Mississippi. Ole Miss. Yeah, he went to Mississippi. Yeah, he went to Ole Miss. My fault. He went to Ole Miss. And if you if you look at his highlights against top corners, right? His highlights against top corners, he didn't do that good against top corners. And he kept getting hurt. Hold on. All right, I'm still going through the first round to see. Outside linebacker to Tampa, uh, that was a waste. Why do you draft an outside linebacker in the first round when you got two linebackers to sign long-term contracts? I don't get that one. Uh, um, but, yeah, my fault. But uh, DK Metcalf, right? Yeah. When you look at his tape, right, look at his tape, his tape in college wasn't that good. Ooh. And so I'm like. Debatable. It's de- it is debatable when you look at if you try to put him up against some other people's tape. His tape's not that good. Um, and so I'm like, why? Because Black was like, well, you know, they got these people that can break down film and they can see. Because um, like when I was talking about corners, right? I was like, okay. So what happens when the Ohio State corners go against, you know, uh, the wide receivers from Alabama? And Alabama has a you know, a a stacked offensive line, a stacked all of this stuff, right? So then the corners got to play defense a little bit longer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if they can't, because usually, I mean, we all know the hardest thing to do in secondary 
is play longer because now you're trying to keep up with somebody making random moves that you don't know where they're going to go. And I was like, so how would you be able to go, oh, this DB's trash because he can't keep up with a random movement. But he's not supposed to, realistically. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, every DB gets broken on broken plays. All of them do. Because you're not supposed to. The play is broke. It ain't supposed to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, your D-line should have got to him by now. But Alabama has an offensive line strong enough to where, oh, you don't get to him. So now instead of waiting, you know, two or three seconds for the route, you at five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, like trying to get this quarterback down. And I said, well, he was like, well, they could look and see, like, oh, well, if this play would have ended at this second, like, he would have been there and stuff. And I said, well, so then why did DK go in the second round? Because DK Metcalf is a monster. Yeah. 40 times. Monster. Okay. Body. I monster. I didn't, I didn't see this happening by Arizona. Makes sense, though. Who did it be? Rondell Moore, wide receiver from Purdue. Does it make sense? Four, four three speed. Yeah, I'm, it makes sense because they need somebody to take the title off the defense. Five foot seven. Oh, but Devontae Adams long. Anyway, yeah, um, exactly. Uh, I meant to say Devontae Smith, but um, but anyway, yeah, like I'm saying, like so, DK Metcalf, mm. monster build, right? Body size, ridiculous hands seem to be good um footwork ridiculous now uh nobody could possibly press him in the league because his size speed ridiculous right so why didn't anybody go hey pick this dude in the first round why did everybody pass on him almost everybody passed on him twice because i think the seahawks had like the 29th pick it was the 64th pick in the second round that they picked him on well that's that's an easy answer there's neck surgery Okay, but if you you say it's an easy answer to be a neck surgery, but if you see somebody, right, and you go, but this guy is by far the best physical specimen, and I'm able to, because you're a scout. I understand. This guy's able to see, oh, he should be, he's going to be the best wide receiver. Because now DK Metcalf is one of the best receivers in the league, and when you look back at it, you go, well, Seahawks won that draft. But that's, that's how the, that's the, that's what makes the draft so great. But that's why I don't believe. But that's why I say I don't think it's fair that those same scouts that can miss on so many people can go, "Hey, man, you went to Alabama, so you're automatically not that good." But we got to think about it, man. Why are you doing that? You want to bust your face open? The, look, you think about it like this: DeAndre Hopkins wasn't even the first wide receiver from his team drafted for Clemson, right? Who wasn't it? Sammy. Sammy Watkins was drafted before him. Yeah. So, once hey, bro, again, hold hold give me, give me one. I gotta let me. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Let me get him right. I'm about to get on mute. I'm gonna get him right, and then I'm gonna because he about to go to sleep because he getting on my nerves. Uh, give <laughs> All me, right, good. good. But that's that's what makes the draft amazing. Stories like that. Obviously, every year we do this draft, everybody's gonna say hey, he's a first round guy. He's gonna blow up in the league, but then when we look back at it. Them guys in the fourth, fifth, seventh round are uh, be the ones that be destroying the league. Terry McLaurin, the third wide receiver from Ohio State, drafted at wide receiver. Obviously, he's a Pro Bowl player. Still waiting on the other two guys. Uh, <laughs> Tyreek Hill, fifth round. Played running back at Oklahoma State. 
one of the best wide receivers in the league, DeAndre Hopkins, second round. Wasn't even the first wide receiver from Clemson taken off the board that draft, but had a better productive career in Clemson than the other person. I mean, this, that's just what makes the draft what the draft is, and that's why I love it. Because I like looking at day three, day two, because it's all those guys that I'm like, God, he killed it when he was in college. Like, I, I hate picking out specific teams, but, like, look at Baltimore. Everybody said Lamar Jackson was going to be a wide receiver running back. Baltimore said, you know what? Let's sneak up and grab our MVP right now in the, in the final pick of the first round. Uh, I hate throwing this name in here because <laughs> how our team treated him, but Kirk Cousins, fourth-round pick, quarterback, right after they drafted another quarterback. I mean, listen, I love watching the draft. I hate watching the first round. Same thing with the NBA. I, I go through the second round of draft, and I'm looking at these guys, and I'm like, get this man like two, three years, get his name out, he's going to be a problem. The Draymond Greens of the world, the Gilbert Arenas of the world. Uh, uh, we're going to go back to the Spurs, uh, Ginobili's, the, the Tony Parkers, who was late first. Like, come on, man. That's where your money is made as a scout. I tell everybody all the time, especially when it comes to football. You make your money on day two and day three of the draft. Day one of the draft is is basically the top pick in the, <laughs> at any position that you need. And I'm looking at the best available right now, and I'm looking at Jeremiah Usu Kormoa from Notre Dame, who was projected to be a top ten pick still on the board right now. Like, this is going to be insane. And I might I might stretch this podcast out for a couple hours, but I kind of want to do two separate ones. But yeah, this is this draft is going to be interesting. Like Tutu Otwell from Louisville is still on the board. Terrence Marshall Jr., wide receiver LSU, is still on the board. Uh, Andre Cisco from Syracuse, whose safety is going to blow up in the league, is still on the board. Uh, Chad Surratt, middle linebacker from uh, North Carolina, like. These guys are going to do something when they get to the league. But then you look at the best available. And this is why I say the best available list is good to look at, but you can't follow these guys like Kuyper. Kellen Mond from Texas A&M being a legit second-round pick in his eyes, let me further know that he can't evaluate quarterbacks. Kellen Mond by far had one of the worst careers in the SEC at quarterback that you can think of. It was it was basically a solid career, but when in in SEC terms, he shouldn't even be top. He shouldn't even be a day two pick. Kellen Mond has all the statistics. You know what I mean? He's six three, two hundred pounds, got a strong arm. But I, I didn't like his tape at all. All right, so we got the Giants up, and then we got Washington and Carolina. So of course I'm gonna pay attention. But then you look at a guy like Kyle Trask, who's 6'5", 230. I like Kyle Trask. Aziz Ojalari, edge rusher from Georgia. Hmm. Wasn't that familiar with his name coming off of, from Georgia. I do like his, his speed, but it's a guy that doesn't pop out on the screen on me. 
he's the type of guy that if he if he has a highlight tape, it's going to be against one team. That's not a highlight tape. That's a great game. Yeah. I'm... Okay. His highlight tape. <laughs> this play was because of a bad blocking scheme, not because of his skill. Okay, he got highlight tape against Cincinnati. Come on, stop it. Yeah. Keep on talking. First round player in the second round, sure was. He's not gonna do anything. He's going he's gonna fall in the mud in George in, in New York. We all know the deal. Sorry, not sorry. All right. Ooh, Trey Sermon for Ohio State still on the board. You got a lot of solid guys that's still on the board here. Amari Rogers from Clemson. He's gonna be I think he's gonna do something like two, three years down the road. Yeah, this is going to be interesting day two. Sean Wade, corner from Ohio State. He's going to be a solid third-round pick, maybe fourth round. Jalen Mayfield, solid office alignment. He's probably going to be a guard. There's a lot of guys on this best available that have Bobby Brown the third, Texas A&M D-tackle problem. Maybe a little too tall. He might be a, a hole filler. All right, Washington. Here we go. Monte Coleman. I ain't see that name in a minute. Yep. Drafted the tackle. 6'6". Six, six. From Texas. I don't know nothing about Samuel Cosme. He ran a 4-8-40. Okay. Okay. I like I like I like little hungry sweaty guys. Oh, he got beat on that play. How you put that on this highlight tape? Dog, when your highlight tape is on three three videos, okay, we got problems, Houston. Houston, I don't like this pick, Washington. All right, Cleveland just traded. They picked the Carolina. They swapped two picks apiece. All right, I'm looking at the best available right now. So I think Washington didn't go linebacker with... Look at my man, Macho Man. <laughs> oh, yeah, dig it. Washington could have easily went defense, but I like I like the fact that they want offensive linemen. They want to get the big sweaties. I'm not seeing a lot of good names on this board. Oh, Drake Jackson from Kentucky in, in the center position. He might do something. Elijah Mitchell from Louisiana. Lafayette. Hmm.
All right, back for segment two. That's funny. They put somebody in the seat that look like Macho Man. So we back on segment two. Still in round two. Just going to cut this up and create it as a two-hour pod. This is interesting. I'm seeing a lot of guys' names. That's good fillers. It's going to be solid in the league, but no names that really popped out on the screen. So now the real question is, where will Jeremiah Awusu Koromoa go? He was a, he was rated as a top 10 pick. We get one of these every year. He was rated as a top 10 pick. And it's still on the board. Who is it? Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa from Notre Dame. The, was he a lineman? He was a middle linebacker that blew up the last two years. Something must be wrong. That's that's the, that's the weird thing because he was one of the guys that everybody thought Washington was going to pick the middle linebacker. He's still rolling on that board. This is going to be interesting. And it's a it's a good amount of... Who put this macho man looking cat on the stage? Hey, dog. Uh, somebody get this man on stage, please. He's drunk. Oh, yeah. When they be putting... They got them little random people up there. I don't think this was random. I think they saw him on camera and was like, yep. Put him up there. I'm waiting. MLB the show, horrible game. You said what now? Say MLB the show, horrible game. Put my shit on legendary for no reason. What kind of shit is that? <laughs> and whole time, it was because I hit like, I think I hit like, and it was crazy because it wasn't even a home run. <laughs> Dead ass, I hit one, like, I hit a double. And that shit was, like, legendary. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Never got a hit of you. Like, I was like, yeah, let me go ahead. I'm like, I'm hitting 1.64. Why do y'all... I mean, not one point, but point one six four. Like... But the crazy thing is, when it comes to MLB The Show, it seems it like you, you get penalized for one hit, but don't decrease... For nothing else. That's what I'm saying. Like you don't. So the level just keep rising and rising and rising and rising. I'm like, bro, I ain't hit the ball in 17 games. (laughs) Yeah, let's not let's not lower the level for him. It's gonna be a lot of interesting picks in round two and three. Cleveland is on the board. There's going to be a lot of names coming in and out that nobody's heard of. There he goes. Jeremiah Usukomo staying in the area. The other problem is the fact that MLB, the show, never is online. Their servers have been down for like 24 hours. Yeah. 
Every time I turn this game on, servers are down, servers are down. <laughs> Yeah, Cleveland got a got a winner, man. That dude gonna be a problem. So you got now you got to deal with him in the middle of the field with Miles Garrett and and Clowney. Shit, <laughs> ain't no Madden. I'm picking Cleveland, love. So. I'm not even trying to be funny, yo. Clowney's a bust to me, bro. He's a bust as the number one or as a player. As a bam, God, take, I wanted him in Washington so bad. Look at this mother. As a number one, he's a bust. I okay. can't say as a player because I will have to get a benefit of the. I mean, mm. I, will, I will give him the benefit of the doubt because he did play for the Texans and they put him at linebacker, which he had no business playing at all. Mm. God damn, boy, I don't want to look at this highlight tape right now. So what about what's his name? J O K Jock Jock. I still ain't know who you talk. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Jeremiah Usu Komo. Oh, that's who just hey. got picked by Cleveland. He skipped on. So, hey. you, so you talk about a guy that uh, that's a user at middle linebacker. <laughs> that guy. Hold on, what? Damn, man. As a as a guy who likes to watch the Baltimore Ravens, this is did not help. <laughs> Listen, man. Oh my word. Jeremiah Wusakomo is gonna be a problem, dog. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think he might end up being the still of the draft. But we was talking about it how um, we was talking about how um, Madden going fuck everybody over anyway. In what way? Um, if your name ain't Trevor Lawrence, uh, oh, please. and if you don't play for the Cowgirls, then that rating going to be in the <laughs> low 70s, baby. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Well, everybody starts out in the 70s. Nuh-uh. I guarantee Trevor Lawrence start out with like 77 or 78. Uh, he's going to be higher than that. Remember, Chase Young uh, was the highest rated rookie last year at number one pick. He was 85. He was not no 85 at the beginning of the season. Yeah, he was. He was not. Hold on, wait. One second, please. If I'm not mistaken, he was at 81 at the beginning of the season. Nope. Because who, who was number one? I think number one pick was 79 or 80 or something like that. One second. He's at 85 now. But give me one second. No! Mm. All right, Tennessee Titans making that pick now. Boy, second round is office alignment you right now. He was at 80 at the beginning of the season. Okay. So, week 17, they moved him up to 85. Yeah. Wow, that it took week 17. That's crazy. 
that's that's how they do with the rookies. Cause look at Herbert. I think Herbert's is eighty four or something right now. But he started out with a seventy four. Yeah, when he launched from Madden, he was at eighty when he started at launch. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like so. I'm, you're not expecting the guys, especially rookies, to be above an 80, 81 just because they're rookies. But you also have to remember that he started off with superstar trade. Um, okay, well. Yeah, he started off in the in the in the actual like. No, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. X factor. He had X factor. My fault. You talking about Chase? Yeah. No, he didn't. In, in franchise, yeah, he did. No, he started out with hidden. Boy. That don't, that don't count, dog. Er, no. So, so if you're playing a regular game, he got, he got the X-Factor treat? No, in a regular game, no. I'm talking about, I said in franchise. You can't go by that. What? That's all that matters is franchise mode, baby. I understand, but you can't go by that. No, you can because in franchise, that's where they really put, like, the reason why you can't go by that, right, is because... So what was his name? What what was Patrick Patrick Chen Chung? Yeah, from the Patriots. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The uh, the safety for the Panthers. Oh, Jeremy Chen. Jeremy Chen, right? Okay. When the game first came out, Jeremy Chen was not a hidden trade rookie. He was a low rated ass rookie and was horrible. But when he started balling out for the Panthers, if you started the season with the updated rosters, they gave that boy superstar treat, and he had hidden talent. And that's exactly why I said you can't go off of that. But what I'm saying is, is when the game first came out, right? Mm-hmm. When it first dropped, because you got That's what people look at. Who? What rookies are going to have hidden talent? Whether it's a star, superstar, or X factor. So. But it's, it's usually somebody from the first two rounds. No, but it's, it's supposed to be the number one. So, like, this year it should be uh, Trevor Lawrence should be the X Factor. He's not the going problem to be. Is, no, he is going to be because he's the number one draft pick. They're going to make him the X Factor. So, so who um, was it in last year's game? Chase Young. And, I said um, last year's, not this year. Huh? I said last year, not this year's. Oh, I, I have no. Bro, I couldn't even tell you. I don't, remember, I don't even remember Madden 20. I ain't trying to be funny. But but that's what I'm saying. Like, it ain't, it ain't... I think the only reason you remember is Chase Young is because he's on your team. Yeah, but it was Chase Young and Joe Burrow. Them two were the... Um, Joe Burrow wasn't a superstar X Factor. Yeah, he was. He was a, he was just a superstar. Who went number one? Burrow, but he was just a superstar. He wasn't an X Factor. Oh, yeah, they gave it to Chase then. Yeah, Chase, got, Chase had X Factor. This is or, the you know, only year that they've done oh, that. No. No, 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 he didn't. No, he didn't. Because I remember when I started out the season on Madden 21 when we started our season. Yeah. He he, he wasn't an X-Factor. They were both superstar traits. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Both of them superstars. So what I'm saying is, is Trevor Lawrence is going to be a superstar. But watch how Michael per- – watch how it be Micah Parsons is going to be a superstar. Watch. You said Mika Parsons is going to be a superstar? Me- Mika Parsons is going to be a superstar. Watch. You think so? Dude, what team does he play for now? What does that mean? Diggs was a star. First of all, they're going to do that to Diggs. 
because oh, my goodness. the best corner coming out. See, here you go again. But what I'm saying is, is whole time, matter of fact, look, you know what's crazy? Look at the Dallas Cowboy. Matter of fact, oh, I'm about to do this right now. So let's, I'm a, I'm a starter. I'm in, I'm in Madden 21 right now, right? I'm not in franchise. I'm just going to the most updated rosters. see here good god the wide receiver that the cardinals just drafted can lift 600 pounds on squat that mean to me could you ain't bringing them down easy play now all right if we do a custom game where them cowgirls at Got a lot of cake eaters up here. Steak eaters. Alright, so whole time, right? Let's look at Dallas Cowboys versus the Washington football team, okay? Washington's a 79 overall. Dallas is a 76 overall, right? They finally helped us out because of the end of the year stuff. Let's look at the superstar X factors. Or let's look at the superstars. So on the Y on the on the on the football team side, right? Mm-hmm. Gary Terry was moved at the superstar. This is the this is the actual rosters. This isn't franchise. This is actual rosters. Right. Scary superstar. Jonathan Niles is a superstar. Mm-hmm. Brandon Sheriff is a superstar, right? Mm-hmm. Our team is a 79 overall. Dallas is a 76. Let's look at Dallas's team. Okay. Let's look at Dallas. See what they got. I still have no idea why you keep doing this. Amari Cooper is a superstar X Factor. Ezekiel Elliott is a superstar X Factor. Zach Martin's a superstar. Tyron, uh, Tyron Smith is a superstar. And Dak Prescott is a superstar. Dog, they got five people with either superstar or higher on their squad. That's more than the Dolphins. That's the same amount as the Eagles. Uh, that's more than the Falcons. That's more than the Giants, more than the Jags, more than the Jets, the Lions. Um, that's more than the Panthers, more than the Patriots, more than the Raiders, more than the Rams, more than the Ravens. Why do they you, got more. Why do you do this got, to yourself all the time? They got more superstars than the Ravens do, bro. What does that have to do with the teams overall? They got more superstars than the Ravens do. What does that have to do with the teams overall? It has a lot to do with the team overall. So five players has something to do with fifty three. Because you saying that the, you saying that the Dallas Cowboys got five better players than the than the um, Ravens do. No, that's not what that means. So why did okay? So then the game statistical ratings does not determine your superstar status. Your superstar status is based off of your performance. Thank you. Okay, so what did Amari Cooper do to be a superstar? A lot. He okay. What is his superstar trait? Route running. So the superstar traits were given because these players do something that other players don't do. So it, it, it helps you separate those type of players from somebody else. It has nothing to do with how great your team but, is. Okay, but this is what I'm trying to say, though. Okay. Is Amari Cooper a top 10 wide receiver in the league? 
What does that have to do with anything? Be- because how are you going to say, oh, I want to make this guy stand out, but he's not better than 10 other people in the league? No, but what he does stands out over everyone else. So then why is he not a top 10 receiver? That doesn't have anything to do with the superstar trait, Charles. What? Are you sure? I'm 100% sure. Okay. You have guys that have superstar traits that's in the 70s overall. And they shouldn't have superstar traits. They do something that other players don't do. Like, you got people that got superstar traits that don't 100% affect the game. That's why they That's why they have a certain number of superstar traits to give out. Or is it X-Factor? It's X-Factor and superstar, yeah. So. But, okay, this is what I'm trying to say, right? So... What you're saying is, is I'm, I'm just trying to get on the same page with you. So, Amari Cooper basically has all route running traits, right? Yes. Which would mean that out of how many players is he a better route runner than? It's not about who's better. It's what he does. See, this is, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Out of a lot of the top route runners in the league... He is one of the elite route runners. You can't put a rating on your route running. You can only put what they're great at. So basically, as a route runner, when you look at him on the tape, his route running is elite. So he gets a superstar trait for that. Like, who would you say is a good route runner in the league without looking at the superstar traits right now? Without looking at the superstar traits right now, in my opinion, great route runners... Um, would be Antonio Brown's a great route runner than me. Great route runner than me. Um, DK Metcalf is a great route runner than me. Oh, you're bugging. But that boy actually runs routes. Except they, they say he get they get mad at him for running because he play a lot of play action. If but if you look at his route running on tape compared to Amari Cooper's, Amari Cooper would destroy DK Metcalf's route running. And if you look at DK Met, okay, look at DK Metcalf superstar abilities. Michael Thomas is a better route runner than Amari. Stop it. Stop it. All but, of the slow. Matter of fact, I ain't trying to be funny. Any wide, any slow wide receivers that still puts up numbers is a better route runner than Amari Cooper because how else are you getting open? But you okay? Look at it like this. Look at the look at the quarterbacks that's been giving Amari Cooper the ball, and look at the quarterbacks that's given these other guys that you name the ball. What you mean, Amari got Dak? What do you mean, I, Amari got Dak? I got I got my own feelings about that. I it, understand, but and then Derek Carr before that. Keenan Allen's a great route runner. Listen, Is he man. not? Listen, man. You don't think Keenan Allen's a great runner? Listen, you got a guy that's that can run a four three speed and can break everybody. Sh- like to me, Jared Judy's a good route runner. Yes, he is. Uh, to me, Odell Beckham is a good route runner. Hey, hold on real quick, bro. Odell. Yes. Uh, better route runner than him. Stop it. Listen. Don't go off of Madden. Go off the game tape. What the heck? Poor connection. Cool. Okay, there you go. 
Listen, I, I can't do it. I've seen Amari Cooper get open so many times that Dak Prescott miss him. See, I see Amari Cooper get open so many times and Derek Carr just whiffed, whiffed on the pass. No, I mean, I understand that. I'm not even really talking about his Raider days. I'm talking about now. I'm I'm talking about his career, including now, to the point where he didn't want to get on the field because he was open so much that it pissed him off that the quarterback couldn't give him the ball. Devontae Adams is a great route runner. Debatable. Once again, look at the guys who are giving him the ball. But see, that's okay. Time out. Okay, this is my question. Okay. Was Jerry Rice a great route runner? Yes. Look at the guys who are giving him the ball. All Hall of Famers. So what are you saying? What okay. are you saying? Really? Okay, so, so, so wait, 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 wait. Rich Gannon was a Hall of Famer? One nigga, bro. One? Okay. Elvis Gerback, he was a Hall of Famer? Bro, Jerry Rice is known for his 49er years when he had Steve Young. I'm named, I just named a 49er quarterback. Bruh. Jeff Garcia was a Hall of Fame quarterback? I mean, he could have been if it wasn't for... Uh, oh, stop it. See, that's what I'm saying. If it wasn't for T.O., he could have been. T.O. destroyed that man. This is what I'm saying. Ended that man's career. Cooper Cup is a great route runner. All right, we're not having this conversation no more. He is. How else does he get open, bro? What the fuck? We, we you not. telling me that you don't think Michael Thomas is a great route runner? He He's a good route runner. But once again, look at the guys who's giving him the ball. Bro, it's, it's weird because it's like when you... St- okay, so what you're telling me is if Amari Cooper was getting the ball thrown to him by Russell Wilson, His- you wouldn't go... His stats would be way better than it is right now. But you, but you wouldn't say he's a great route runner. You would say, "Look who's throwing in the ball." Listen, because the only thing that you're doing, only thing you're doing is, oh, Amari Cooper is not top ten in stats because of who's throwing him the ball. This so is, then you mean what you're saying is everybody that's top ten in stats, because when you say, "Oh, he runs routes better than Michael Thomas," but Michael Thomas is. Literally have better numbers than everybody. He's breaking all types of records, and you just go, none of that matters because Drew Brees is passing the ball to. But this is what I'm saying. If that's the case, why doesn't everybody that Drew Brees passed the ball to before Michael Thomas? Why aren't all of them every statistical? Like, why aren't the other wide receivers statistical leaders? Charles, why? they were. Only Michael Thomas. Charles, they were. Who really? Every person that Drew Brees passed the ball to. Every Drew Brees always had one wide receiver or one tight end who led the league in stats. Tight. We're talking about wide receivers. Okay. Marquise Marquise Colston. What happened to him after he left New Orleans? Case in point. Jeremy Graham. Is a tight end. He led the league in stats. After he left, after he left New Orleans, what happened? We're talking about wide receivers, not tight ends. He got paid as a wide receiver, so what's your point? That's perfectly fine. Okay, but, he's a t- but when you look at when you look at Graham's stats when he was with New Orleans, he was top five every year in New Orleans. When he left New Orleans, what happened? You said, well, when he left New Orleans, they tried to use him as a tight end. No, they didn't. Look Who at did? look at he the tape. When he was in Chicago, he was playing wide receiver most of the time. 
When he went to Seattle, he was on the outside most of the time because they, they he did look at the tape, man. This is what I'm saying. To the point that he hurt himself playing wide receiver in Seattle, blocking on the outside. All right, so let's let's talk about let's talk about. Uh, you said who? Um, Marquise Colston, right? Yes. He played um, wide receiver for New Orleans. And, yeah, for all his, for his whole career. Yeah, and when he left New Orleans, he didn't leave. Okay, he played what six seasons, seven seasons? No. From two thousand and six to two thousand and fifteen. Okay. He was in New Orleans 2006-2015? Yeah. Okay. When when did his decline start? Uh, Around like 2012? 2011-13? No, nah, it depends on what you're asking by decline because realistically, in 2006, he had 1,000. We'll just do 1,000 yards. So in 2006, he had 1,000 yards. 2007, he had 1,000 yards. 2008, he only played. He got hurt. He only games, so yeah, he had 760. 2009, he had a thousand yards. 2010, he had a thousand. 2011, he had a thousand. 2012, he had a thousand. 2013, he had 940. 2014, he had 902. 2015, he had 520. The emergence of Jimmy Graham. Yeah, but you can't. But the it's the this is what kills me though because. All right, so Marcus Colston, right? Mm-hmm. So was he the only wide receiver on the team? Pretty much. When you look at the team stats, I think Ted Ginn was on some of those squads. I think Ted Ginn only had like one 1,000-yard one season out of all that, the year that Breeze threw 5,000, the first time, I think. And then he got paid when he went to Miami after that, I think. Can't remember what team he went to, but I think it was Miami. And then disappeared from the, from the center of the earth. Like you got a guy who's throwing the ball 5,000 yards at a stupid pace, like 60, 60 times attempted a game. Of course, you're going to have guys picking up stats. And Charles dropped out. But, um... Back to the original question he asked me about Amari Cooper. If you're not looking at the game tape for Amari Cooper, we can't have this discussion. Like, he's naming guys that you see all the time because of the quarterbacks that's giving him the football. He's not going to – he named Cooper Cup. Whatever, he probably was looking at Madden to just say that. But he, he named DK Metcalf as a good route runner. If you're looking at the tape, he's not beating anybody on routes. Like, you can forget that. But Russell Wilson is giving him the ball. Like, he ain't Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers is giving him the football. Yo, can you hear me? Yeah. My fault. Girl, call me on FaceTime again. Orlando um, Peace. But, but you can't sit here and stay because that's what I don't get. It's like, why can't it be? Marcus Colston was a really good wide receiver. He was. Why can't he be a good wide receiver? He was. But let's not act okay, like. So then, but let's not act like if he would have went somewhere else. But we don't know that because he didn't, and he balled out almost his whole career. 
until somebody else came in, which happened to be Graham. So instead of staying on that same level, he declined. He, bro, his decline was three bad seasons when he was 30. And they're not even bad seasons, keep it a band. Like, a lot of them just can't get to 900 yards. Okay, well, let's put it like this. Did DeAndre Hopkins fall off last year? Did he fall off? Uh, I think statistically he did. But you sure? look at the tape. No, he didn't. You look at DeAndre Hopkins' tape. He... he, he You know me, I don't talk numbers unless I can see them myself. All right. So. Because he was still a top uh, receiver in the league last year. You said what? Because he was still a top receiver in the league last year. Of course he is. Um, And he's in his 30s. But, no, he's not. He's 28. He's 28? Yeah. Last year he was 28 years old. So he's turning 29. This He's going to be 29 this year. Okay, I apologize. So, so not in his 30s yet, yeah. Oh, and the so, so this, but up my speed. thing is this. So, so when he, yeah, when, matter of fact, hold on, wait, hold time. Let me double check something. Yeah, when he declined, he was 30, 30, 31, and 32 years old. That's when he declined. Let's look at some other, because uh, you said, uh, okay, so let's look at his. All uh, pro football stats, okay. Boom, 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 boom. All right, cool. So, you want to talk about Jay Rice being so amazing? Okay. Jay Rice was elite and never fell off, in my opinion, from the age of twenty-four to 34 he never fell off in my opinion no matter who i don't know who the quarterbacks were but he never fell off okay 25 i want to say i mean 35 i want to say he got injured yeah he got hurt yeah 36 36 still at San Fran. he got his last a thousand yard season for san Fran. Mm -hmm. but then at 37 and 38 even though he was targeted 124 times and 122 times he only got 830 yards and 805 yards. He only has seven touchdowns and five touchdowns. 38, 39. I don't know. I mean, that's uh, 37 and 38. I don't know who the quarterbacks were. But since you're saying that it's just his great route running and not the quarterbacks, those two years, apparently, I don't know what it was. Yeah, it was, it was J.J. Stokes. It was Terrell Owens. So 39 and 40, he got back on his shit, right? Um, mm -hmm. But 41. Thanks to Kerry Collins and Rich Gannon. Yeah, 41, he was targeted 124 times. And he only got 864 yards, 69 yards. And that was between two teams. No, that was just Oakland. It was between two teams. No, I think it was just or was that the following year when he only had when he was with Seattle? Uh, 2004 is when he was with Seattle, Oakland and Seahawks. 
Okay. He played with Seahawks in 2004. Jesus Christ. I want to see what that dude's stats was like in, in Madden. Yeah. Uh, it was like 74, 70, something like that. Yeah, because Buddy was like 41 years, 42 years old. Hey, yo, you know what I told Doubt It, um, which I think is the true truth? Um, I don't believe that the actual average of the NFL is only three to four years. I believe that if they were to take the teams, take it from a 53-man roster, and make it a smaller roster, the average would be way higher. Nah. You sure? So, the issue is is the amount of players that actually play a game in the league. So, every year you got a guy that only plays football for a year. So when you get more and more multiple guys like that, it brings the average down. And and the and the real reason to why the number won't go any lower is because your superstars are in the league for longer than ten to twelve years. Yeah, but that's why I said I don't believe that it's really four to five. I think it's more than that because not even not even just superstars like no. offensive line. Go ahead, offensive sorry. Line, offensive linemen average like seven to eight years themselves that's false what you're only thinking about starters but that's that's what i mean but that's what i'm saying that's why i said if you take if you take out the bench warmers if you take out but but you can't do that i know but that's what i was okay you can't do that so you're so you're cutting the corners because you want to you want to adjust on a situation when actuality when actuality, if you jump into a team, if you jump on a team and you're in the league and you get hurt or you just feel like, you know, football ain't for me, you trying to say you want to cut that out? No, that's not what I'm talking about. You can definitely get somebody, like if somebody gets injured, we can keep that in there. If somebody like is a starter and they retire, we can keep those people in there because that does happen every year. But what I'm saying is, is when they say, oh, Football, football only like you know it's only like three to four years is where you get to play it, but then you go, okay, look at every team's starting wide receivers right now. Okay. Matter of fact, look at every team's top three wide receivers. Almost all of them have been in the league more than four or three years. All of them extend that. So the number that they talk about when they talk about the average of time being so low, they're only talking about the practice squad players they're only talking about the journeymen that should have realistically should have never been in the nfl but you have to include that though no i know you have to include it but what i mean is like okay the statement okay so if you're not a first rounder that doesn't if you're a first rounder that does not want to retire unless injury because we can definitely include injury but barring injury you're going to be in the league more than seven years, unless you unless you were, unless you purposely choose to retire. Because if you're a first round draft pick and you deserve to be a first round draft pick, nothing's gonna, nobody's gonna go. Yeah, we're not playing him. You're going to play forever until you decide not to. Because you got to look at it. And when I say that, it's like, um, I mean, yes, Jerry Rice's career is an anomaly because Lord Jesus. But at the same time, it's a lot of careers like, how long did T.O. play? I ain't going to lie. 
that three to four year thing fucked me up when I seen T.O. stats. I was like, T.O. played when? How long was T.O. in the league? T.O. was in the league for forever. Randy Moss, forever. Chad Johnson, forever. Andre Johnson, forever. Like, all of these starting wide receivers were in the league forever. But let them tell you, nah, bro, it's only three to four years. But that's how you, this is how you have to look at it. And if you're not a starter, you will not be in the league for more than three to four years. I agree. No. So let me look at it like this. When it comes to the foot, when it call when it comes to the professional football, guys are lucky to get to their second contract. So when you get those guys that are able to come to this, their second contract, how often do you hear about it? Like it, on, in your in your statement, it should happen more often than it does. We rarely hear about, let's just say, a hundred players picking up a second contract. That's that's long term. So in your argument, it makes sense, but you're only naming all pro superstar type guys. Like you got guys who are number two wide receivers, number three wide receivers in the slot, backup running backs that barely get to that second contract. Like, I can name a guy like Roy Hulu who used to play with Washington. His career only was four years, four or five years. But at one point, he was a starter for Washington before they got Alpha Morris. Went to Oakland and had a very successful career. So I can't include uh, him in, the, uh, in that conversation? Roy Hulu was never a starter for the Washington. He's, he started the year before they picked up Alpha Morris. Because the, uh, because the running back got hurt to begin before the Roy, season started. Roy Hallou started five games for Washington. He was the starting running back for Washington at one point. He only started five games for Washington. He was the starter. He started the season as the starting running back for Washington. And only so okay. I just so, want to make sure. I'm, so this is what so this is what I'm this is what I'm gonna ask you because your argument at first kind of changed when you started naming superstar talent. You first said that if, if you started if you started in the league, your career lasted longer than that that average that everybody was saying, which is three to four. Okay. Yeah. So so if the average is three to four, he played five years in the NFL. He lasted longer. But that's around that area that everybody's talking about, and he didn't and he didn't necessarily play every game every year. So that equates to how many years? How many times did he play 16 games? Because I know you're looking at it right now. He only played 16 games one time, and that was in uh, 2013. All right. And how many times did he play over 10 games? Three times. Uh, 2011, 2013, 2014. Okay. So this is the thing. When people – and this is this is included in that statistic that is brought up. When people say four to five years, they're including 16-game seasons. So they're, they'll pick the amount of games that you played and divide it by 16. That's how that works out. Okay, so that's a different statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's how they came to that part of that statement. So, And this is why I always had this argument with LeBron James fans that he doesn't play 82 games, so how could we say he's this and that and he can't even play every game that's – in the season. But that's a whole other argument. So, yeah, 
don't really care about LeBron too much. But this, but, but, but this is my argument with that. Like, if if you're sitting out a game because you want to rest for the playoffs, okay, we're not taking that to account. But if you are playing in the league and you're consistently a starter or you're a, a guy that contributes to your team, but you can't play a full season, that kind of counts towards how many how many seasons you play. So that's what everybody's saying by the average is three to four, four to five years in the league. Like all that's Nobody included. I've heard it. I've heard it before. But But then they're also including those guys that played a season but kind of fizzled out those guys got to be included so um okay who let this lady on the stage so not trying to be funny uh the average nfl career so this is the actual number okay like not not a not a not a what people say not a you know uh the this is where it should be at this is the number that they put okay they, they added up everybody's years. The average NFL career lasts 3.3 years. Okay. The reason why I say, the reason why that, the reason why I say I feel like that number is jaded. <clears throat> See, I used the big word on yes. The reason why I feel like that number is jaded. <laughs> Freaking five-letter word. <laughs> shut up, bitch. Uh, the reason why I feel like that number is, is, the reason I feel like that number is jaded is because of stuff like, because, all right, so look, they say the average life of quarterbacks, 4.4 years, okay? Um, every starting quarterback in the league right now, besides the rookies that just got picked up, like, maybe last year or the year before last, all in the league more than five years. Everybody is. All of them. All the starters. All of them have been in the league more than five years, period. We can name them. Okay. Um, we we can we can literally go down the line and name everybody's quarterback. And for facts, if they're a starter, they all been in the league more than five years. So it's like, okay, you're talking about the practice squad quarterback that realistically the team is like, bro, why would we keep paying you money? Like you said get to a second contract why would a practice squad player or a or a player that they don't see as being a starter in the future why would he get to a second contract so yes his numbers going to be low yes sometimes they might retire early agree but when you look at hold on let me see um all right we go to oh my body well yeah let's do it like this qbs right so Patrick Mahomes been in the league for three years. With his contract, we know for a fact he's going to be in the league more than five years. Brady, 20. Aaron Rodgers, 15. Russell, 8. Lamar, 2. He's going to get a big contract. Deshaun Watson already has his big contract. Josh Allen's going to get a big contract. Dak is at 4. He's got his contract. Ryan Tannehill, 8. He got his contract. Drew Brees, 19. Uh, Matt Ryan, 12. Phillip Rivers, 16. Uh, Baker Mayfield just got his contract. He's going to be more than two. Derek Carr got six already. Kyler Murray, last year. Matthew Stafford, 11. Even Kaepernick, who was not in the league anymore, made it to six. Kurt, eight. Ben, 16. Herbert was a rookie. Bridgewater, six. 
Joe Barrow was a rookie. Jeff Goff, uh, four, but he just got his contract. Newton, nine. Garoppolo, six. Fitzpatrick, for God's sake, 15. James Winston, five. You know what I'm saying? Like, so Carson Wentz at four, but got a contract. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Andy Dalton, nine. Alex Smith, 15. Besides these rookies, Nick Foles, eight. Drew Locke, one, but he's going to, well, I don't know about that nigga. That nigga might be in that four. Uh, Sam Darnold is not going to be in the four. Uh, he's going to be out of that because they about to sign him. Michael Trubisky or Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky is going to be out of the four because he's at three right now. Joe Flacco, 12. Minshew is going to get another contract. Mar- no, he's Mar- not. He's not? You don't think he is? He's fizzling. Okay, so Minshew's at one, so I understand. I'll give, I'll give you a pass on Minshew. Because they just got Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, because that means he would have to put in some work for Pop. So I give you, yeah, Minshew, cool. Mariota, five. Love is a rookie. Um, and then that's when you start getting into the people that probably shouldn't be in the NFL. Nick Mullins, he's at three years. Tyrod Taylor's already at nine. Jacoby uh, Brissett is at four. Ty- Taysom Hill got a contract. He's at three, though. Kyle Allen, two. Case Keenum, eight. Robert DeGriffin, the third, has been in the league for eight years. Dwayne. That don't count, nobody. dog, because he's missed multiple years for injury. But I understand what you're saying. Uh, yeah, sorry sorry about that. But you're right, but yeah. Um, Dwayne Haskins doesn't count. Nah, he's, include his fizzle. No, no, no. Well, my fault. I apologize. When I said doesn't count, I meant he's going to be a part of that group. Like, he's not going to make it in the league four years. He's not. Josh Rosen might. Please. Blake, Blake Bortles made it to six. Josh Rosen don't. Josh Rosen is out. Blake Bortles made it to six. Uh, Matt Barkley made it to seven. Matt Moore is not on the team, but he Please. made it to 13 Matt, years. Matt Barkley is a part of that. Blake Bortles is technically a part of that. Wait, but he made it to they're on teams, and they made it seven years in the league. What are you talking about? Oh, my goodness. I, okay. It makes, I, I see what you're saying. Josh McCown, 18 years. Chase Daniel, ill, disgusting that he's still in the league, 11 years. Who the hell is Burt Hundley, five years? Burt Hundley's been on the team, but he's not in the league. Huh? He's with the Packers. He's with. Unless the he got traded when they got love. He's with the Cardinals. Okay. So, so I mean, I, I apologize if you could explain that to me. So. Because he hasn't been playing any. You're going. So the statistic is for the guys that actually play. These guys. These guys. These guys. For guys that played at all. So. The reason why the number is so low is because you got guys who stepped on the field and actually played a couple downs, mm-hmm. but actually have not played. If that makes any sense. No, because like Brett. Okay, so if if we were to matter of fact, was he a quarterback at all? Because why is his stats like that? Okay, anyway, matter of fact, I think I give to talk about. So, Bert. Brett. Huh? Brett Hundley or whatever, right? Yeah, there's an R in there. <laughs> 15, yeah, 2015 when he got drafted, he didn't play it down for Green Bay. Right. Um, and actually, yeah, he didn't play it down for Green Bay. In 2016, he didn't play it down 
right. for somehow, but for, but somehow he played in four games. It says game played four. Yeah. Game started zero, downs played zero. So I don't know what he was doing. He came, Probably, in, uh, he came in to take a knee. Facts. Um, 2017, he played 11 games and started nine. He didn't play a down. What? Uh, 2018, he was on the Seahawks. He did not play a game. 2019, he played three games. So I get what you're saying. Because realistically, you add those numbers up. Uh, 14, 15, 16. He played one season and two games. If you add up his numbers. Right. And he didn't play a down, so technically, still no. Um, so the stat, is, so the stat is only for the the guys that who actually have played in games, not necessarily being in the league for that many games. But I'm, I see, I'm talking about on a team though, because I, I don't think I don't, the free agency don't count to me. Like if you was a free agent for twenty years, and it's, oh yeah, he's been in the league for twenty years, no, you haven't. Because you got to think about it. each team got to have. I mean, the league has about fourteen hundred guys. Mm-hmm. They're going so to have guys that Gavin. rotate in the league that's just sticking around. About Blaine Gabbard. Oh my God! The fact that he's still in the league, please. Yeah, he's on. He's been on. He's been on all types of teams: Jacksonville, San Fran, Arizona, Tennessee last year. Or Tennessee, actually, nope, nope. Blaine Gabbard doesn't count. Last team he was on was, or actually, the last stat he recorded was San Francisco, oh, right? Nope, Tennessee. But that doesn't count to me because. He was actually on on Tampa Bay in 2019, but he didn't do it. He didn't touch a thing. Um, apparently, he's still on their team, but he just didn't do any plays. The last time he did anything was in 2018. But I get I get what you're saying though. Um, the way I'm looking at it is like if you're on the roster, I, I feel like if you're getting money from that, the NFL, you can't look at it like that. Because I feel like that's how they're handling it when it comes to when the practice squad dude that never played the down retires, they're like, yeah, bro, his career ended early. But see, that's the thing. You have to specifically look at it like, and and even I think that's how they worded it. They say the playing life of an NFL player is three to four years. Average playing career length. Playing. Correct, 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 correct. Reading is fundamental. You got to look for those key words. So all those guys that you named that have 13 years, 14 years here and there, justified. But then when you add in those guys like the Chase Daniels of the world who started two years, I think, the Case Keenums of the world who only started for two or three years, that lowers the average down from all those 15 to 20-year guys that you're naming. And And then when you start adding in those guys that's like Alfred Morris, who started for three years. Those guys like um, Josh Rosen, who might have a year of starting uh, time, lowers it even more. Then you got those guys that go on those offensive lines that are rotating because injuries happen, like on Philly. That'll only play like just 10 to 12 games. Lowers that average down again some more. So you got to look at it that way. Like, I understand where you're coming from. Like, you can't look at it that way if you're playing because you, when you get that contract, you're playing at least 10 years. You're correct. But if I'm going into the league, my, my main goal is to get to my second contract. Correct. But how often does that happen? 
or how often is it? See, because my thing is, is what I fear is like is for one, how often does it happen? But I also believe like, um, cause let me ask you this, right? Offensive linemen get signed all the time. Like, we know that they do. They get signed all the time. If if it's realistically, even if you know, even if I'm looking at the playing career stat, right? Um, hold on, wait. Dog, the second it's round the, is Dolphins in the defensive line. You right now. It's the fact that they don't. It's the fact that they don't include offensive linemen and D linemen in this statistic. For me. Um, yeah. Well. Okay, I got a because, feeling Washington be, is going to draft this guy from Florida at quarterback. He's just might. falling. Hey, but um, whole time, bro, my father cut our conversation off. I got a dip, man. I'm uh, um, I gotta get ready to go to Durham. All right, man. Girl. I'm about to cut this podcast off anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm talking to Earth. What'd you say? Huh? You need some ice? Oh, that's you said. Okay. Good. I don't know why you ain't texting. What? I'm going to get you some ice. Um, but yeah, bro, I'll, uh, I'll hit you up, man. All right, man. All right, yo. Um, I would say uh, let's start a league on front on um, the show, but yeah. You ain't, we ain't ready for all that yet? Dog, it's the, like, I'm not going to lie. The only reason I can send my hit now is because I literally put it in my head. They're not going to throw me a strike unless they absolutely have to. That's how you got to think about it. Every home run I got was off of a 3-2 pitch. <laughs> yeah, that's and how you got to look off, at it. And it was either, because this is what either happens, right? Like, literally, this is how the game goes. It's either I make it to 3-2, I foul off. The, the pitch because they have to throw a strike. So I foul off that pitch. If I foul it off, the next pitch is a ball and they're going to walk it. If mm. I if I foul it off, if I don't foul it off, it's a home run. And if I go, man, maybe they ain't going to throw this pitch in the strike zone. It's a strike. I put water in here too. So, um, they be just ready. And then don't get me... Don't get me started on the fucking change-ups. Disgusting. Yeah. Now he's trying to be funny, or if you could literally go, hey, Charles, I'm throwing a change-up right down the middle. I can't hit it. <laughs> That's terrible. I can't. I can't hit it. That's terrible. 75. Bro, because, no, nah, look. It's something about somebody throwing a 96-mile-per-hour fastball past your face and then going 76 change-up. I'll be like, yeah, about this, I tried, but um, still don't got the contact. And I'm mad because, like, my dude's power hitting is like 70. No, I changed it. So my dude's power hitting is 79, but I put up his speed with his fielding. Yeah, bro. Sorry about this, guys. He's going to run on along about video games. This is not supposed to be included into the podcast. But yeah, all right, bro. I'm going to go ahead discretion, and Discretion, discretion. Um, take it easy, bro. I'll catch up with you. All right, man. I'll let you later. All right, guys. So we're going to end this podcast like this as round three is about to begin. I'll have a recap of round three tomorrow when four, five, six, and seven start. 
I appreciate everybody who jumped in listening to this podcast, man. I'm I'm putting a lot of time into this, a lot of thought. I know it's a little muffy right now. We're just getting started, man. Just looking for a come up, get my word out, get my voice out. It All I can say is it's going to get better. I'm putting a lot of work into this. I'm finding a lot of platforms to help myself out with this. So I appreciate every view, every listen, every comment. If you have any feedback, come to my page on Facebook, Big Irv versus the people. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Big Irv 716. That's B-I-G-I-R-V 716, the numbers. And we're just going to keep rolling, man. Look for Look for a podcast every single week. The only reason I didn't record the Straight From The Hit podcast from this past week is because I had a few technical issues. But every Tuesday, we have the podcast on Straight From The Hip on Facebook. I post it up on here every Wednesday. Um, every time it's a special event, I'll post that up. Mainly the day of or the day after, depending on how I do the editing. Um, come back later on, man. I appreciate you guys, man. I love you guys. My audience is my family. And I'm going to talk to you guys later, man. I appreciate you. Peace.